Hi everybody, it's Kylie Gable from Candy Apple Press. Welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast. Uh, this week's episode, we have an audio from someone who has not been on here before. Her name is Amelia Devine. She's got her own podcast as well as she's on Amazon and she has a whole lot of great stuff. I'll, I'll make sure to uh, link to her website. Uh, on, on Night Flirt, she goes by the name of The Sissy Whisperer. So you know... She knows a thing or two about sissies. So that's kind of her specialty, which makes her perfect for this particular um, audio. Now, just a little words about word about this story. It's called 32 Flavors, and it's a little bit of an older one. It was written by myself, Mindy Harris, and Alyssa Page. And the way we wrote it, we each wrote like 500-word sections and passed it off to each other. And it really, really does come together pretty well. And, and when we started writing it, we tried to make it easy for the next person. But as we kept going, we started trying to kind of pimp out the next person, you know, leaving the characters in situations that they'd have to find a way to write their way out of. And uh, we had so much fun with it. So I'm really excited to have this as an audio. I just sent it to uh, Mindy Harris to check out today. Uh, she still edits a lot of my books. And... Um, I, I think she's going to like it, and I'm pretty sure you're going to like it, too. Amelia's got a really great, breathy, kind of kind of a little bit deeper voice than we're used to, and it's very sultry and very sexy. So coming up, here is a nice, long, 30-plus-minute clip from 32 Flavors. 32 Flavors by Kylie Gable, Mindy Harris, and Alyssa Page. Narrated by Amelia Devine. The Ferrari screeched to a halt in a mini-mall parking lot. He loved the way that all the high school kids in the parking lot suddenly perked up when they saw the 458 that he got in his bonus back in 2010. The only thing that was more ridiculous than a 30-year-old executive in a $1,200 suit pursuing a 23-year-old countergirl at an ice cream parlor was that she didn't seem interested. He could give her opportunities that the minimum wage boys in her circle never could. He was a good-looking guy, and he was the one pursuing her. Didn't she see what an idiot she was being? As Kevin Kane walked into Angie's 32 flavors, the four girls working the counter straightened up. Miranda ran to go grab Tina from the back room. Tina and Kevin were always the topic of conversation, as he made no effort to hide his attraction to her. Miranda and Nora were naturally attracted to him. Even without the money, he was cute. He was only five foot nine, but he had luxuriously thick brown hair and an easy smile that seemed to light up the whole room. His eyes were only on Tina. She was an Italian-American girl, dark hair, feisty temper, and no reluctance to say whatever was on her mind. She liked Kevin at a distance, but he wasn't her type, and his pushy attempts to sweep her off her feet were having the opposite effect. She was a very attractive girl with piercing eyes, Monroe hips, and a perky pair of 36 C's that turned guys' heads. Hello, Kevin, she greeted. The usual today? If by usual you mean hitting on you, he replied. And me turning you down, asked Tina. Actually, I meant the ice cream. See, why do you always go and spoil it, said Kevin. I've seen the losers that you hang out with. 
I'm successful, good looking, and everything you could hope for in a guy. You need to wake up. Oh, really? seethed Tina. She didn't appreciate having her friends called losers, regardless of how much money this guy had. You're lucky I pay attention to you at all. I have much hotter girls throwing themselves at me, added Kevin, pouring gasoline on Tina's fiery temper. So she put it that way. Come back here, purred Tina, lifting the arm, keeping customers from stepping behind the counter. Can't you get in trouble for this? asked Kevin, stepping behind the counter. The store was empty inside, despite a large crowd eating their frozen treats in the parking lot. I just wanted to see something, replied Tina, undoing his belt and laughing as she looked down his pants. <laughs> Not much down there, is there? Nobody ever complained before, snapped Kevin defensively. I didn't see any nuts. Let's fix that, smiled Tina, as she reached over and grabbed the large scoop and dumped ten ounces of milk chocolate macadamia nut ice cream down his pants, followed by a ladle full of real hot fudge. What the hell, grasped Kevin in shock. These pants cost more than you'll make in a week. Tina's manager, Rob, had always rated her highly, but he saw no choice other than firing her for this kind of behavior. Kevin, however, had another idea. He'd forget the whole incident if Tina would just agree to go out with him. Rob was thrilled with the idea. He hated to lose a great employee, but Tina was less excited. She finally agreed to the date but it would be on her terms. I'm not sure why you get to dictate the terms. I'm the one with the ruined pants, Kevin sneered. Tina scoffed and folded her arms under her breasts. From Kevin's vantage point, it almost looked like she was presenting them to him. They were so full and delicious. He had fantasized about them more times than he could count. Kevin knew that he would have to play along. If she was fired... Any chance he ever had would be toast. His destroyed pants got him the opportunity for a date, but she still held the power. All she had at stake was a job at an ice cream store. She'd probably have a new job in a day at any restaurant in town. Kevin had much more at stake. The chance to win Tina over. He swallowed hard and pushed his pride down. Okay, geez, fine. What are your terms? he asked. Tina smiled. First, you're paying for everything. Kevin laughed. <laughs> Naturally. Second, I pick where we're going and what we do. Kevin nodded. Fine by me. These terms weren't bad at all. Third, no matter what happens on our date, you go along with it. Kevin raised an eyebrow. Uh, yeah, okay. Don't worry, I don't scare easily, he said with a wink. Tina rolled her eyes and looked down at Kevin's crotch. She really did make a mess of his pants. She reached out and grabbed him by the belt. Then it's the deal. Come on, let's get you cleaned up. She tugged Kevin towards the back and gave Rob a smile. Rob breathed a sigh of relief. A high roller like Kevin could have really put the screws to him. I'll cover for you, Tina. Just take care of him. No more trouble. She tugged Kevin towards the back and gave Rob a smile. Rob breathed a sigh of relief. A high roller like Kevin could really have put the screws to him. I'll cover for you, Tina. Just take care of him. 
No more trouble, please, Rob pleaded. Of course, boss, she said as she pushed the door to the back room open. She led Kevin back towards the break room. Closing and locking the door behind her, she pushed herself close to Kevin. Let's get you cleaned up, she said breathlessly. Kevin was beside himself as she undid his pants and in one swift motion pulled them down and his boxers to the floor. His semi-hard cock flopped out, which caused Tina to laugh. It's, it's cold in here, he stammered. His fantasies never had him naked in front of Tina like this. Uh-huh. It could be 90 degrees in here and I'd still be laughing at that, <laughs> she said, pointing to a rapidly softening cock with a broad smile. Kevin moved his hands to cover himself, and she swatted them away. Uh-uh, no hiding for me now. I've seen what you've got. Not like it's going to get any bigger when I'm not looking. Kevin bit his lip nervously as Tina had him step out of his pants and boxers. Looks like the boxers took the brunt of it. Sorry. She said as she tossed the ice cream and fudge-coated garment into the trash. Hey, what am I supposed to wear now? Oh, I have something you could borrow, she said with a wry grin. Kevin wondered what she could possibly lend to him to wear, but his curiosity didn't last long. Tina sauntered sexily over to a row of rockers, deftly turned her combination lock, and pulled the locker door open. She quickly removed Kevin's phone, wallet, and keys, and threw his dirty khakis into the bottom of the locker. Hey, my pants, Kevin complained. Aw, don't worry. I told you I've got something you could borrow, Tina said as she pulled out a pink-striped shopping bag and a beach bag, slammed the locker door shut, and spun the lock. She was positively giddy, feeling a growing warmth between her legs. She crossed the room and tossed the shopping bag to a confused Kevin. He got angry when he opened it to find a hot, pink, lacy thong and bra inside. What am I supposed to do with this? he snapped. Duh, wear them, Tina said. She laughed, moved in closer, and took the bag back as Kevin sputtered. Then she held out the thong for Kevin to step into. When he hesitated, she slapped his ass and said, I know you've been aching to get into my panties. Now get in them. Kevin blushed deeply. He looked around the room to reassure himself that they were alone and gingerly stepped into the ultra-feminine garment. Tina pulled it up around his waist, making sure the thong fit tightly over his tiny cock and smirked. There, that wasn't so bad. Now for the bra. Wait, what? Why would I wear a bra? Because I'm telling you to, and you agree to do what I say, Tina said, rolling her eyes. She stretched the bra around Kevin's slim chest, spun him around, and closed the clasp behind his back, declaring it a perfect fit. Now put on the rest of your little outfit. She handed Kevin the clothes she brought to wear to the gym, and giggled at him when he gapped at him. Get dressed, she said, and started punching the screen of an iPhone 6, showing no doubt he'd obey. Soon Kevin was wearing Tina's brand new sexy lingerie under her cute pale pink swimsuit. She made him put on her footy socks and her metallic pink Vans athletic shoes. Smiling widely, she said, This is great. All of my clothes fit you perfectly. 
He felt totally humiliated and emasculated, but Tina never felt more empowered. When Tina said, Okay, princess, time for your makeover, Kevin felt almost powerless to resist. She brushed off his weak protest, saying, You're almost famous. If you go out like that, someone will recognize you. Do you want to be the lead story on the evening news? Successful businessman gets in touch with her inner girl. Without waiting for an answer, she pulled her makeup kit out of the beach bag. Kevin gasped the thought of Jennifer Tyson, a local TV reporter, catching him dressed as a gym bunny. She went popping up everywhere, relentlessly pursuing him for an interview. As her persistence became more annoying, he threatened calling the police on her for stalking him. He thought, if she sees me like this, oh, Lord, that would be devastating. He slowly sunk into a chair and sat motionless as Tina began applying makeup. She spread foundation over his face, then made his eyes using pale and brighter shades of pink shadow, framing them with black eyeliner and mascara. She deftly brushed rosy blush on his cheeks and coated his plump lips with shiny, girly lip gloss the color of cotton candy. She teased his long hair into a trendy style and sprayed it with volumizing mousse. Looking good, girlfriend, Tina said, but there's something missing. Hmm. She grabbed two handfuls of tissues, stuffed Kevin's bra, and pronounced him ready for their date. Tina, no! Kevin was horrified. I'm going to swing by my place, change, and, uh-uh, cutie, there's no time, and you never looked better. No way, absolutely not, I look ridiculous, Kevin said, and Tina almost expected him to stamp his foot like the teen queen he resembled. Yes way, Katrina, she smiled. First of all, you promised to do as I said. Second, you look sexy, she said holding up the phone and displaying a picture after picture of him in just the lingerie, getting dressed in the pink ensemble and fully made up. She continued, Third, this is your phone. I changed all your email, Facebook, and Twitter passwords and set these pics to go live every ten minutes. Unless you do as I say, they'll go to all of your followers and contacts, including your family, business, and media lists. Kevin was stunned. He'd be the laughing stock. His business associates would never respect him again. He'd be ruined. Seeing his horror, Tina laughed and squeezed his butt, saying, Don't worry, girlfriend. It'll be our little secret as long as you obey me. She sprayed him with Britney Spears' circus, fluffed up his hair, and said, Now let's get to the club. The boys are waiting for us. <sighs> Tina led her embarrassed escort through the ice cream parlor, which was still mostly empty. His eyes locked with Rob, who chuckled to himself and shook his head. He had never expected Tina to humiliate Kevin, but he wasn't surprised either. 
It wasn't easy to say no to Tina. Kevin had expected to hear a whole lot of rude comments and laughter from the kids hanging outside the ice cream parlor, but they seemed to ignore him. A few called out to Tina, but they mostly ignored the new girl with Tina. See? You passed your first test, teased Tina. They just think you're any other girl. Fine, responded Kevin defensively. Fine, responded Kevin defensively. Just give me the car keys so we can get out of here. I'd feel a lot safer. Nothing doing, doll face. As long as we're together, I'll be doing the driving, said Tina, laughing, as she pulled out her car keys. It's my car, and it cost me a bundle, replied Kevin, petuant. It's my car, and it cost me a bundle, replied Kevin, petulantly. Great, beamed Tina. I can't wait to give it a spin. When Tina locked the door, Kevin got in, reluctantly at first. But then, quickly, when he realized the key to his freedom was on the car seat, he managed to sit down to block the other phone from view and stealthily slid it up his pocket. Are we comfy? asked Tina. This isn't what I meant by a date, complained Kevin. Aw, it's not so bad, is it? pouted Tina. You're getting to spend the night with me, right? Well, I do like that part, but this outfit is ridiculous, replied Kevin. Think of it as a extra little challenge, said Tina, as she put the Ferrari in gear and squealed the tires as she raced out of the mall parking lot. <clears throat> Think of it as an extra little challenge, said Tina, as she put the Ferrari in gear and squealed the tires as she raced out of the mall parking lot. Where are we going? asked Kevin. I thought we'd start out at a studio Berlin. I always wanted to check that club out, and you can afford it. Sure, I like that place, and I won't be the strangest looking person there. Tina was a decent driver, and Kevin relaxed as she drove them. She even found a parking space right down the street from the club. If it had been a Friday or a Saturday, there would have been a huge line at the club, but tonight there was hardly a line at all. They were soon allowed to go inside and join a few hundred of their closest friends. In the dark club, with the pulsating synth pop music blaring, Kevin was able to get away from Tina. She called his female garments a challenge, so how could she complain about him overcoming that challenge? He made his way to the back of the club and found what he hoped would be his salvation in a door to the alley that he saw an employee carrying kitchen waste through. He lunged for the door and grabbed it, stumbling through. The kitchen worker just shrugged and assumed that Kevin was some club girl sneaking off for a smoke. Kevin took out his work cell phone and began the laborious process of dealing with Tina's blackmail on the social media. She got lucky and managed to reach a customer representative. He got lucky and managed to reach a customer service representative who took pity on him. 
Tina had been clever enough to reset his passwords, but she had foolishly set them all to one big sissy. Once he learned one password, he now had them all. As luck would have it, a couple of teenage skateboarders were walking down the alley. "'Hey, do you smell?' called out Kevin. "'What the hell?' asked one of the two boys who had his red hair and dreadlocks. "'The only thing that smells are yuppie scum,' replied the blonde friend. "'Look, I want to buy your clothes,' yelled Kevin. "'Get bent, you perv,' spat the redhead. "'My friend tricked me into dressing in this, and I'll, I'll give you two hundred to switch clothes with me,' pleaded Kevin, as he grabbed four fifty-dollar bills from the pocket in the back of his phone. "'He just wants to see you naked, dude.' He just wants to see you naked, dude. He's wearing makeup, for God's sakes, said the blonde kid. It's two hundred dollars, replied the redhead, yelling back to Kevin. Okay, I'll do it. But you give me your clothes first. I want to make sure you're not just some pervert trying to see me naked. Fine. I don't see why you're giving me so much attitude. This is the easiest two hundred dollars you'll ever make, complained Kevin, as he stepped out of the top. The boys got a strange look on their faces when they saw he was wearing a bra. He quickly discarded that as well. He tossed the pink top to the red-headed teen and began to step out of the pants. Unfortunately for Kevin, with his head looking at his feet, he was completely unaware of the back door to the club opening as Tina slipped into the alleyway. She raised a finger to her mouth with a wink, and the two skater boys were happy to play along. They weren't even sure what kind of game they stumbled into, but Tina's stunning looks ensured their cooperation. "'Come on, man, kick the pants over,' the redhead yelled. "'We don't got all day, man.' "'Okay, here,' Kevin sighed as he kicked loose the pink gym pants. "'All right now, the cash dude,' the blonde skater said. "'What? I don't have his clothes yet.' The redhead scoffed. Yeah, like I'm going to strip down without it. For all I know, when I'm naked, you're going to try and sex me up or something. Cash first, or you can go piss off. Kevin blushed furiously and stuck out his hand with the $200 in it. Thanks, dude, the redhead said as he snatched the money. Peace. The two skaters turned and booked it down the alley. Kevin tried to give pace, but after a few steps, stopped. He was clad in only a lacy thong and sexy bra and hot pink sneakers now. His hair and makeup had been done in a girly girl style. He couldn't give chase, and what was even worse was the punks took with that little clothing he had. Fuck! Kevin cried as he brought his hands to his head in defeat. He was so focused on the boys skating out of sight he didn't notice Tina had crept up behind him. Oof! He grunted at his balls exploded in pain. He looked down to see a feminine shoe retreat back between his legs, and he collapsed to the ground. What the fuck? I thought you wanted to go on a date with me. This is how you're going to act, trying to ditch me at the club? Tina said with her hands on her hip as she towered over the prone young man. She picked up his phone and scoffed. You dumbass. Check your outgoing emails. Kevin weakly grabbed the phone and looked at his sent folder. Every picture she took was sent to an address abbreviated as Tina Cream 99. 
he groaned in defeat and pain as he clutched his wounded jewels. You're going to be buying me new clothes for starters. Giving away my shit like that? Come on, how dare you? I lent that to you because you had nothing else to wear, and this is how you repay me? Total bull. She knelt down beside him and smashed her large tits together. I thought you liked me. As she placed one hand on Kevin's bare thigh, she sputtered. I... I... I, I just... Well, we are going to have a good time tonight. Who knows what you would have gotten if you were a good sport and showed me you could have fun. Now, now I'm afraid I'm going to have to stick to my word and punish you. Kevin looked panicked. Punish? But, but, no buts. Now get up, she said as she pulled him by the wrist upwards. She smacked his bare ass and directed him towards the entrance to the club. Oh, God, I can't, I can't go back in there wearing this, he said, motioning to the lacy thongs. Sure you can. Besides, it'll make your punishment that much more fun. Of course, if you prefer, I could just send out copies of the pictures of you to your reporter friend. Oh, no, please, no, I'll, I'll go inside. Good girl, Tina said, as she reached down and squeezed his ass. That'll be fun. Don't worry. Kevin wasn't just worried. He was terrified. He thought his wits and money would ex extract him from this mess, but his gambit just made matters worse. Tina couldn't believe her good luck. The overbearing businessman kept playing into her hands. He was actually willing to walk into one of the most exclusive area clubs wearing just a thong and a stuffed bra. As they were about to re-enter through the side door, however, a burly bouncer stood in the way. Not sure what kind of place you think this is, but no way is she coming in here like that, he said, nodding at Kevin. Shaking her head, Tina grabbed Kevin by the hand and pulled him back toward his car. She laughed as bystanders gapped at his nearly naked form. She paused to enjoy his humiliation while the men oogled him and the women sneered at him. Kevin's male ego was taking a severe beating, as one person after another took him for a girl. Finally, Tina pressed the key fob disarming and unlocking his fancy Ferrari and slid into the driver's seat. She smirked as Kevin scrambled into the relative protection of the car. "'How could you do that to me?' Kevin whined in a spoiled tone. Me? I loaned you a cute outfit, and you decide to give it to some skater boys? What were you doing anyway? Trying to buy sex from them? She knew he wasn't, but she loved tweaking him. Kevin glared at her, but she wasn't really wrong. It was his decision to try to buy my male clothes. It backfired badly. He was wondering how he could escape with his dignity when he noticed Tina was pulling up to a large house. She deftly parallel parked a front and got out. You coming, Katrina? She asked. I wouldn't stay out here like this. This neighborhood can get pretty rowdy. Don't call me Katrina, he snapped. But he followed her up the cracked sidewalk to a front door with the peeling green paint. You live here? he asked with his usual snobby attitude. 
That was a big mistake. Tina found his arrogance galling. It was the main reason she refused to date him. She wasn't wealthy by any means, but she was hard-working and proud she could afford a place of her own. Well, not all her own, as Kevin quickly discovered. Tina wrestled with the lock, twisting and rattling the key until the door opened. Kevin followed her into an old but well-kept group home. Looking around, he saw an entryway that connected to the large living room. The 40-inch TV was showing reruns of Sex in the City, and four 20-something women were watching and eating microwave popcorn. Hey, you guys, Tina said. This is my new friend Katrina. She lost her clothes at the club, and I'm going to help her out. How does she do that? Was she playing strip poker? Asked the strawberry blonde with a big smile and sparkling sapphire eyes. I'm Melanie, by the way. One of the other young women, a brunette with dark eyes, shushed them with an angry look on her face. Will you girls keep it down? I'm watching, she said. Oh, come on, Nancy, a pretty blonde said. It's not every day a girl walks in wearing just her thong and bra, she giggled. I'm Gwen, so hi. Yeah, hi, I'm Cassandra, but you can call me Cass, the fourth girl said. She was dark-skinned with black curly hair and a friendly smile. Kevin was shocked. Here he was in a thong and bra, and people kept mistaking him for a girl. Shaking off the humiliation, he considered that strip poker made a convincing lie. He was about to confirm that story when Tina answered, Nah, she's just a total slut. She laughed loudly at the dismayed look on his face and said, Come on, cat, let's get you dressed. I can't impose, said Kevin, slowly backing away. Sure you can, replied Cass. We insist. He followed along with her as Tina and Gwen prepared a hot, scented bubble bath. The water was hot enough that the mirrors were soon fogged over. Okay, strip and get in, ordered Tina. Um, I'd rather not, stammered Kevin. I'm modest. Girl, you have been walking around town in a thong and bra. How modest can you be? laughed Cass. Well, let's give her a break. I think she's had a trying day, said Gwen. No sooner did the women leave did Kevin lock the door. At first he sat on the edge of the tub, but then he decided that stalling might be his best bet. After an hour in the tub, he could apologize that he was out longer than he planned to be and head home. The smell would be evidence that he went along with the bath and after getting kicked in the balls, the warm water did actually look kind of soothing. He'd lay back in the tub and relax in the soothing, scented bubbles. What an evening this had been. Relaxed, he almost drifted off when he was startled by the sound of the door swinging open. In came Tina, carrying a pile of clothing for him that she left on top of the hamper. Cass, Melanie, and Gwen followed right behind as he lay there dumbfounded. I locked the door, complained a very confused Kevin. Oh, that hasn't worked since we moved in, replied Tina. My three roommates here will help you get dressed, while I go get changed myself. I hope you don't mind, but I haven't eaten since noon, and I promised them you would take us all out for dinner. I'm not really comfortable with this, Tina, objected Kevin. Relax. The bubbles hide everything, said Tina as she closed the door behind her.
Kevin swore he could hear her cackling to herself. Let's start by getting rid of this body hair, said Cass, causing Kevin to splash and sink away from her. Don't worry, I won't cut anything you need, assured Cass. Wait, laughed Melanie. Do you think we actually think you're a girl? Well, I stammered Kevin. He does. Oh, wow, he does, cheered Gwen as the girls all laughed at what they thought was the funniest joke in the world. Oh, Cat, that girl has given more makeups than what not to wear, joked Cass. She loves turning you alpha dogs to her little bitches. I'm not the first, he asked. Well, you're the first guy she's even brought in here with just his dainty underwear, smirked Gwen. Actually, that's not quite true. You're the first she's brought in here in just his underwear who wasn't handcuffed or otherwise under duress. So you've got that going for you, joked Melanie. We better get Cinderella ready. By now, Tina probably has that big strap-on of hers out, and she's waiting for her virgin bride. I hope you like that. I think that's really a really good read, and uh, I, I'm pretty happy with how well that story holds up. So there's, it's over an hour long, so there's a lot of it left. Uh, for sale on Clips for Sale. Um, so a little bit of bittersweet news here. I, um, you know, I've mentioned this before, but I, I like to take uh, a month off during the year twice. One Once is always November. And then I was kind of planning to take off the month of May. And the problem with taking off the month of May was with COVID and everything, it just didn't seem like a really good time to do that to people who were stuck at home with nothing to do. Well, things are starting to loosen up a little bit. I think we have a second wave coming. July seems like a really good time. So I'm going to take the month of July off. There won't be new podcasts, which means there will be one next week, but then it won't be until the beginning of August, the first week of August, when there will be another one. Um, during that time, I'm going to try to make sure I get more audios together for the new season, and I'm going to definitely try to get some interviews together. So I will be working on the on the podcast, even though I won't be having new episodes. If you haven't gone through the old ones, there are a lot of podcasts with a lot of great stories, so use this as a chance to catch up on any you've missed. And uh, I will be back next week. I hope to have another first-timer. Um, she is a 19-year-old dom from Portland who just always impresses me. She's smart as a whip, and she's trained, and she knows what she's doing. And it's it's fun talking to her. And she's done uh, a really good story that I quite enjoy, too. One of my newer ones. So, hopefully, um, she'll have that ready for us, and that's what we'll go with uh, next week. So, I'll see you next week, and then you won't see me for a month. Take care. Have a great week, and uh, be back next Monday.